0: welcome back to another episode of china cool i'm eva and i'm lucy and this week we are
1: talking about chinese celebrations
0: and chinese versions of western celebrations
1: First off, today is Christmas Eve!
0: Yeah, it is! Yay! Well, it's not Christmas Eve right now. It'll be Christmas Eve when you're listening to this, our dear listener. But that means that school's
1: out, scream and shout. Woo! Also means work's out, scream and shout.
0: Woo! Also means you get presents. Yay, capitalism. Yeah. Or commercialism. So, in the spirit of Christmas... We thought it would be apt to talk about some other types of celebrations. And I also realized and in the last episode that I said that this episode would be our final and eighth episode. It's not. But I, yeah, I counted wrong. This is episode number seven. So next week, y'all are in for a real treat. But we'll talk about that later. It's a surprise. Yeah. But this is episode seven, celebrations.
1: But Yeah, so we thought it would be appropriate to just kind of I guess go through some traditional Chinese ones first. Uh, Most of them are, I guess, at least among Chinese Americans and Chinese people, relatively well known, or at least the idea of it. So we know that they
0: exist.
1: Yeah, their actual meaning? Who knows?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, not who knows. Someone (laughs) knows, but do we know? Maybe we'll find out. Yeah,
0: a lot of the celebrations um, in Chinese culture are based on the lunar calendar and not the uh solar calendar I guess that we use. It's based on revolutions of the earth around the sun. so
1: To this day I still don't quite understand how the lunar calendar works, but it seems more precise in some ways.
0: I just know that our grandma on dad's side celebrates her birthday based on the lunar calendar. Yes. I don't know. I never know when it is. Every time it's just like dad's like, hey it's grandma's birthday. We're like, oh okay So with that, let's go into the month of January and the very first celebration there is.
1: Bringing out the big guns with this one, we're starting off with none other than Chinese New Year or also known as Lunar New Year because... China is
0: not the only country that celebrates New Year based on the lunar calendar. Yeah, but in China,
1: (laughs) since we're Chinese, it's called Chinese New Year. So yeah, yeah, it's not too insensitive, (laughs) but yeah, as the name suggests, it's the first day of the first month of the lunar calendar and usually that falls between late january and early february yeah, uh so chinese is called chunjie because it's like the beginning of spring, spring. which is what trend means and then jie means festival
0: yeah in 2019 uh chinese new year or lunar new year will fall on february 5th Mm-hmm. 2019 yeah this year we're entering into the year of the pig oink oink. oink oink yeah so chinese new year usually consists of like not just one day of festivities like a are month. like yeah like weeks of different things that you're supposed to do and different ways you're supposed to celebrate and different things you're supposed to eat yeah or something and i only know of like the big picture things yeah. I know you're supposed to see your family because it's tuan tuan yuan yuan. <laughs> What's that? Like everyone's together and round and whole. I don't know. <laughs> and you're supposed to like clean your home to like rid yourself of any past ugly, dirty, your sins, like spirit, like just badness, and then welcome in the new year mm-hmm. with good luck. So you sweep away the ill fortune. There's also a lot of like money things. I don't know if this is like a myth that someone told me at some point about their family. But apparently one of the grandmas used to make dumplings and then they would like hide a penny or something in one of the dumplings. And whoever got the penny dumpling would like have the best fortune in the new year. This is the first time I'm hearing of this, so I have no idea. I might have made that up, but I feel like that's a thing that has been done, which, like, it makes sense. It's believable. Especially because, like, dumplings have always signified, like, wealth because they're in the shape of, like, the gold bars or whatever. (laughs) What else do we do or eat? Um,
1: I feel like, I I don't know, like, today in China how many of these festivities are still observed because... I like most Chinese American kids have not actually experienced. You will though. Mm. You will. this oh, year. you'll be in China. Yeah, I'm gonna be celebrating Lunar New Year overseas for the first time in my entire life. So that's super exciting, and I'll get to see first vlog it all. I will, and I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll post it on the page or something. I don't know. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Ha.
0: Huh? Ooh, hongbao. Mm, that's a Chinese yeah, New yeah. Year Red envelopes. Red envelopes. Red envelopes yeah. full of cashes
1: yeah i think it's very common among other cultures as well just the idea Mm -hmm. of so it's like which means hitting your head basically but (laughs) that's the idea that is like that's what you're supposed to be doing because you hit your head on the ground bowing to your relatives
0: yeah you're like paying respect to your elders and then they in turn just shower their blessings on you in the form of money the best for (laughs) the best kind of blessing Oh, yeah. there are also just, like, a lot of different types of red things that you, like, put mm. on your doors or on your walls. So there are, like, the lanterns, and then there are, like, the paper cutouts mm, that you tape. Yeah. And then there are, like, the, the word, couplets on the yeah. doors or oh, on the yeah, frames.
1: And then there's also the word fool, which means, like, wealth or prosperity.
0: But yeah, is, you're yeah. supposed to put it upside down because the word for, like, backwards, "dao" is the... It sounds the same as, like, the word for, like, Arrive. arrived so if you say like Fu it could be like Prosper luck has here. here yeah luck is luck here, has here. <laughs> it could Herder. mean like luck is here or it could mean like your luck is upside down yeah who knows yeah
1: those are big ones uh firecrackers like in the streets in China mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even know what the like laws are concerning I think you can just do it I don't think anyone I'm cares I'm sure like if they crack down on that like that's not nationalistic so no, no one will be that. okay with that yeah They've been doing it for years, so I'm sure they figure out safe ways to not <laughs> hurt each other.
0: Ooh, there's also the um, Chinese New Year Gala on TV, oh. on CCTV. I think that's universal among a lot of Chinese American kids. Cause, yeah, it's like as close to the festivities as we can get while yeah. we're overseas. Cause-
1: like, as Americans, we there's, like, very few of the celebrations we can actually observe. So, like, firecrackers are very difficult because they're basically illegal in most states except for, like, <laughs> Wisconsin. And um, it's just harder to, like, get to food and places and families usually not as yeah. accessible. So then the only thing we can really do is... TiVo, the Chinese New Year Gala. Basically, every single famous celebrity, up-and-coming celebrity, and random children doing acrobatics come together and <laughs> just perform for like three or
0: four hours at least. Yeah, and it's, it's always so like... I don't know if it's also like part fundraiser or something. There always oh, seems I'll, to be like sure. some financial aspect. And I then have they'll show... For, I have no <laughs> idea themselves. Eh, they need, <laughs> they then need then it, though. Also they also them. show... Um, like overseas chinese. Like I feel like recently they've started to show like overseas chinese people oh, and really? like like how they celebrate Chinese New Year or how they're like watching TV and being involved in like the special day that's even us. though they're so far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the
1: big one. Yeah. That's like for sure the one that's most commonly celebrated
0: overseas as well. So and I feel like especially on like university campuses a lot of asian american campus groups will oh, yeah. like take special care to make sure that there's some sort of an event that's um going on for uh lunar year yeah so um, i other know holidays as well too. yeah but i feel like especially um at least in the organizations that i've been like tangentially connected to they've always had some sort of like um like a dinner or a gala or a dance or something mm. and even like professional groups catered toward like Asian American professionals Yappies They'll have like <laughs> lunar events mm-hmm. right, um, Chronologically The next holiday uh, The next
1: big one I should say Is called Qingmingjie It's also known as a tomb sweeping festival And it happens in early April So this one is For me at least It's one that I've always known about But never cel- like I've never celebrated this one And I don't even know that much about it It's kind of just like the kind of the kind of holiday I would learn in Chinese school. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as a name kind of suggests, so it basically it's the holiday where families will go and clean the tombs of their ancestors and their relatives that have passed away. And yeah, they they just visit the grave sites, they make offerings and they clean it, and make
0: sure it's not crusty <laughs> or anything. So uh, Jie in 2019 will be April 5th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, they burn all the things for them to use. Yeah. What's the next one? Mm. Next one is Duan Jie or the Dragon Boat Festival, Aww, which is in late one. May, early June, usually.
1: It's always a fun one. Yeah, so, yeah as the name suggests, again, there it's like a major um, dragon boat racing festival, and I didn't realize it was such a big thing, like, even overseas, but... Like several of my friends are really into dragon boat racing. Boat. I mean, it's like cool. crew. Yeah, like, so but like, like fewer white
0: people. Yes. Yeah, so- <laughs> <laughs> um. In 2019, it is in, it is on June 7th. Do you know mm-hmm. the story behind Duanwu Jie? I don't think I do actually. Um. So Duanwu Jie is also the holiday where you eat zongzi.
1: Oh, like favorite! The, um.
0: It's like the sticky rice. They're basically Chinese tamales. They're like <laughs> sticky rice, and you can have them sweet or savory. But they're wrapped in this like tetra, tetrahedral. Is that what they're called? The shape. Yes. Um, yes. A tetrahedral shape in bamboo leaves. So this, I think, the story behind it was that there was this dude who was significant. He died in a river somehow, mm-hmm. or like his body is in a river, and then. The townspeople, like, really loved this guy and was like, we don't want the fish to eat him. So they started throwing little rice things wrapped in the bamboo to feed the fish so they leave his body alone. Oh. <laughs> 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 I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't yeah, make that up. That yeah, doesn't seem right. like something I could just make up.
1: Yeah, they...
0: Yeah, yeah his name like... is Yuquan? Like, the <laughs> musician's... Maybe that's where they got their name from. Yeah, let's let me yeah.
1: confirm. Yeah, I'm I'm reading that. Mm, <laughs> okay, that's better. <laughs> yeah, so basically they didn't want this guy's body to get destroyed, so they would sail boats out. That's where the boats come from yeah. and then drop food into the water for the fish. That's where the, the rice yeah, the from. sticky rice comes from. But yeah, I didn't know that was the origin and yeah. I think if I didn't love donuts so much, that would kind of change my view of them. Just imagining them being dropped into the river where there's a dead fish, yeah, where there's a dead guy in there. But donuts is so good. It's honestly like I crave it during the year. Like it's not, mm. it's not like one of those celebratory things that I crave just once a year and then have a small fix. And I'm like, all right, I'm good for the next no, year. No, I
0: want Zonza all the I time. I
1: want one right now. Like, do you like sa- sweet or savory? Savory? Mm.
0: savory, yeah. Gotta have the pork belly in it. Yes, like yes. So that's fatty pork. That's my, my favorite, favorite type
1: of savory as well. Mm-hmm. The sweet one usually has like red bean
0: paste or something like that sometimes. Yeah, like red. Yeah, red bean or like dates. I feel uh, like I've seen before. I don't, I don't know, I know. I don't eat a lot of the sweet ones. Yeah, I, I know. Grandma fan. sometimes she'll just put like sugar inside like she'll make some sort of like a sugar mixture paste that she puts in the middle
1: okay that sounds pretty good actually (laughs) yeah i would eat that (laughs) yeah every year i want to make zongzu with friends but we always forget that you have to soak the leaves the night before and then we don't have time Uh, yeah (laughs) that happened for the past like no i'm gonna make it this
0: year i've committed myself 2019 is gonna be the year of celebrating chinese holidays (laughs) for fun. Aww. So, I'm going to like have friends over, we're going to make dumplings for Chinese New Year Aww, and then like so I'm going to make zongzi for Duanwu Jie. Like I I don't even know how. I'm going to make it happen, but I'm going to make it happen. Nice. And I like and I'll have a job, so it'll be it'll be fine. I have money to like feed all my friends. <laughs> yeah,
1: so to all of you who haven't tried zongzi before, it's Get by far on it. it's by far my favorite like Chinese celebratory food because i don't even associate it with the holiday sometimes it's just
0: its own delicious thing yeah grandma would just like make them and then put them in the freezer and she'll give them to me and i'll just have zongzi in the freezer it makes me so happy knowing that i have zongzi in the freezer (laughs) (laughs) all right the next one is not really
1: a traditional holiday but it just kind of exists it's er tongjie which is children's day
0: Yeah. I think
1: this is an international holiday, actually.
0: I think it is. Just not in America. Yeah, I've only celebrated
1: it in China. So it's June 1st. (laughs) I've actually never celebrated because I've been in China during Children's Day, but I didn't know it would be happening. So then I would watch on TV and be like, oh, today's Children's Day? And then my relatives would be like, yeah, it's uh, June 1st. And then I would ask them, well, why isn't there a Children's Day in America? And they'd say... Well, in America, every day is Children's Day. <laughs> and true, I though, I couldn't respond to that because they're kind of right. Yeah,
0: I remember being a kid in China um, and like celebrating our Tongjie. So, um, pretty Oops. close to where we lived, there was this place called Xiaoying Gong. It's like oh. the like children's palace, I guess, but it's yes. basically like a Park slash mini amusement park slash like activity center that's geared toward children. So there are like slides and swings and things like that. But there's also like small roller coasters and like a place where you can like do arts and crafts. Oh, I love that. And yeah, so I would go there for Children's Day and they would have like different activities and competitions and things like that. And it wasn't like anything crazy, but it was like. It just you, like, felt nice. really nice and like yeah. you feel really valued as a child or something. Aww. I don't know. Yeah. But that was it was I cute. I was always holiday. really sad, like watching the
1: kids on TV celebrating, and I'm sitting at home just watching them. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, to be a kid in China. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they must have it so good.
1: Anyways, the next
0: one is called Qi Shi Jie or Qi Shi Festival. <laughs> It's um, Chinese Valentine's Day, basically.
1: Uh,
0: so qi Jie is also based on the lunar calendar. In 2019, it's August 7th. But for the lunar calendar, it's the 7th day of the 7th lunar month, which is why it's 7-7. Like, yeah, qi, qi Um But the sto- there's also a story behind this one. There are actually, Ooh. like, multiple stories. I'm not sure how they really connect but the main one is the story of uh, Niu Lang and Jinu. Oh, Niu Lang and I didn't know it was
1: for that hard. Yes, yeah, so though. it's
0: the cowherd and weaver girl, I think is how it's translated. But basically, the weaver girl is like this goddess fairy person, and as most girls are, <laughs> but like actually immortal. Um, <laughs> so she like, was on Earth for some reason or another and fell in love with this cowherd who is mortal, a human man. yee Cowherd. <laughs> cowboy! Oh! yee culture,
1: alive since... That's that's why Chinese people love the cowboy culture.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so she fell in love with this cowherd and, like, it obviously upset all the gods or whatever because an immortal can't be with a mortal man. Um, but then... This is where I would get kind of confused because I don't really know where this story like pans out, how it like pans out. But I think what happened was like, she had some friend or some frenemy who was like, I'm going to make sure this never happens. Like, I don't know if she also had a thing for the cow herd or what. It's all going for cowboys. <laughs> but what happened, but at some point, the weaver girl drank some sort of potion that like sent her to the moon, um everyone in Chinese mythology going to the moon, yeah, so this is why I was confused because there's also like the um Jong mm-hmm. where you look at the moon, and I thought you were looking for the Jun but then I don't know 成德. if but yeah, but that's like a different thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, maybe they're just chilling there together. <laughs> they're all just hanging out on the moon with all that the- guy cutting down a tree, <laughs> <laughs> and the bunny. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, she got banished to the moon or to s- somewhere, and so she and the cow herd can't be together. And they're like, both of them were so sad. They were like willing to give up anything to give to be together. And I think the gods like felt so bad that they couldn't be together that they allowed them to meet once a year on 7-7. But, like, they're separated by a river or something. So because she's living on the moon and she can't, like, be with this mortal man lover that she has... like cowboy. Yeah, the gods, like, felt really bad for these two because they were so in love and they were willing to, like, do anything to be together. So, um... They agreed that once a year on 7-7 that, um, I guess according to Wikipedia, a flock of magpies would form a bridge to re- reunite the lovers for one day. Mm-hmm. um, And then, because I guess there's like a river that um separates them and that symbolizes like the Milky Way galaxy that we see in the sky. Yes,
1: this is true. I remember now, I had like a storybook when I was younger where... They had a page, one like one of those pages in the middle where you can mm-hmm. cut things out and like do arts and crafts on it, but it mm-hmm. still like stays intact. And there was a part where you, like fold it, so then the two lovers could like be bridged together. And I kept playing with it, and it got really wrinkled in the middle. And they're like these two <laughs> crying <laughs> figures, and they're like ooh. And I kept like moving them back and forth. I was like, haha, they love each other. Now they're separated, and I'm in control of it all. <laughs> oh,
0: so sadistic.
1: Hey, I let them be together
0: most of the time. That's true.
1: They, I let the, I let them be together more than the gods would.
0: So that's true. More than once all a I'm year. Say. Yeah, but that's like a super romantic story, I guess, of these people who would, like, they would rather only see each other once a year than be apart. Those <laughs>
1: <laughs> nerds. <laughs> yeah, all couples are weird. Yeah, we've
0: established that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Oh yeah, we mentioned this earlier, but. Uh, this next holiday is the Mid-Autumn Festival also called Zhongqiujie. Jie and the Moon
0: Festival. Yeah, so <laughs> that's it's, what I call it.
1: <laughs> because it's based on the lunar calendar, it it falls on the
0: day that the moon looks the biggest. I think it is it's the 15th day of the eighth month of the lunar calendar with a full moon at night corresponding to um september 13th for 2019 so typically yeah it's about
1: mid to late september Mm and we mentioned earlier but there's also a lot of legends that go into this one this is more just of like a celebratory holiday but there are just legends tied into it so it's not really like a reason to celebrate yeah
0: this is the holiday with the guy who um shot arrows at the suns because Mm. there were like 10 suns and then the earth got too hot so he had to shoot down nine of the suns with an arrow yeah my student group always
1: does a rendition of this story so that's the reason why i'm familiar with it. reverse global warming (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah this guy he like he shoots down all these suns and then he's, like, revered and loved by everyone, and then they bestow upon him this potion that will allegedly give him powers and make him, like, a god or something. Yeah, it's
0: it's. I feel like it's always, like, an immortality potion yeah. of some sort.
1: But then this evil dude is like, oh, he thinks he's so cool, huh? Well, I'm gonna steal that potion. And then he tries to, but the hero's wife, her name is Chang I had to play her character in the video. The, she's at home while her husband is out, and then the antagonist dude comes and tries to steal it and she she's kind of dumb to be honest because the evil guy grabs the potion and then she's like ha well the one you have is a decoy so obviously the bad guy's gonna try to grab the one that she's holding but then she panics and she like drinks it to try to keep him from getting it and that makes her float away to the moon and then she's allegedly there now and if you look onto the moon you can see her Along with the other girl from the other story, I guess.
0: Wait, I think I did mix up the two stories because uh, Chang'e is the one that drank the potion yeah. and flew to the moon. The other girl, I think, is just like immortal and had to go back to the sky. Uh. whoops! I guess they're not chilling on the moon. <laughs> but she's still is, got that bunny. Yeah, but there is that, that other dude that's on the moon, right? The guy that's chopping down the trees. It's um. There's this dude who he wanted to become immortal. He like messed up somehow and then he was like banished to the moon where he has to chop this tree back down in order to like prove his worth but then every time he chops it down it'll just grow back up Oh, so it's kind of like who's that person in like greek mythology who's like pushing the rock up the hill um sisyphus nice yeah sisyphus is the greek king who was um punished and has to roll a boulder up a hill and then every time it gets to the top it will roll back down so it's the same idea, just punishment for doing an endlessly useless task and never finishing. That's so sad. Oh, that sounds sad. so awful. But yeah, so that exists wish- in China, too. The Greek and the Chinese, they're the same. Okay, what do we got next? All right. Um, this okay, is- this is like barely a real holiday. <laughs> um, the next one that we we want to talk about is called Guangguanjie, also known as Singles Day, because Ooh. 11-11 is the loneliest number.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is a holiday in a lot of Asian cultures, though, I think.
0: Yeah. The funniest thing about Singles Day is that it's, like, a purely consumerist holiday. Uh, I don't know much about this. It's, like, pretty Um, new, right? Well, I don't know if it's always existed, but Singles Day becoming, like, the Chinese equivalent of Black Friday is, like, a relatively new thing. So, like, Chinese... Chinese people spend more money on Singles Day than like Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Small Business Saturday and everything like combined. Small Business Saturday? It's a thing. But yeah, Singles Day has become like, at this point, Singles Day is strictly just like, even if you're lonely, you can still pick up your phone and buy yourself
1: some really nice gifts. (laughs) So they just buy things like for themselves.
0: I think you can buy things for yourselves, for your friends. Like you can buy things for your significant other to celebrate that you're not single. You can celebrate. <laughs> you can celebrate by buying your single friends things if you feel bad that they are single. Um, but yeah, it's it's a purely like consumerist thing now. I can see that. I
1: guess like seeing yeah. buying things as a form of self care or whatever.
0: Exactly. But yeah, like Alibaba oh, made it boy. like such a big thing. Good old Jack Ma is that his mm-hmm. name? The, according to Wikipedia, the holiday has also become a popular date to celebrate relationships, with over four thousand couples being married on this date in twenty eleven in Beijing, compared to an average of three or compared to an average of seven hundred a day. So four thousand versus seven hundred on an average day. Interesting. Interesting. Just really have to prove to the world that you're not single, huh? <sighs> Yeah, so in 2017, Alibaba shoppers spent 25 billion US dollars Oof. on Singles Day. It's the biggest offline and online shopping day in the world.
1: Man, wow. that Chinese
0: spending power. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gotta love it. Yay. Oh, wait, it originated really recently, 1993. Oh, like in general? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
1: When did they start noticing the consumerist trends?
0: Um, well, Alibaba wasn't like a thing until like early 2010s. It's very recent then. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, sales in 2018 were 30 billion. 25 billion in 2017. Less than 10 billion in 2014. So it just like grew exponent exponentially just really capitalizing on the insecurities of the lonely. Mm.
1: <laughs> I guess it's this makes more sense than the origins of shopping after Thanksgiving. Yeah. That like actually doesn't make sense that to me. That actually just
0: like makes me mad. Yeah. Like you should be thankful you just spent all this time with your family and now go sh- shove other people out of the way so you can get the things that you want to buy. Like that's for your that's family sad. or for yourself. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that basically
1: yeah. covers, like, the main, main Chinese yeah. holidays that people kind of know about, mm-hmm. I guess. Plus some random ones thrown in there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we also wanted to just touch on some of the, I guess, more Western holidays that kind of exist in China. Um, with the main one being Christmas since. Mm. That's tomorrow. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting because on one hand, Chinese people love or just people love American cinema and American media. So like Americans celebrate Christmas. So many movies and TV shows have like a Christmas episode or like a Christmas arc of some por- of some sort. So like, as a Chinese person, you know what Christmas is, even though like China as a nation is not Christian does not care about like the the reason for the season quote unquote i mean does america really though at this point i feel like it's kind of polarized you're right but yeah do you know what chinese people do for christmas
1: um i think it depends on the person like a lot Mm because it's like this with thanksgiving too so like at least in recent years more people start to celebrate it but that's just because it's kind of a fun thing to do like to Get gifts for your friends and whatever, but
0: yeah,
1: I'm almost a hundred percent sure that like people don't put up trees in their houses or like
0: like really you know. Western
1: businesses will.
0: Uh, so yeah. like hotels and places like that like in houses, big though. trees. Yeah, I don't people think people do in their homes. homes unless they're like young and just really want to feel Westernized yeah. or they have space in their house. Yeah, when I used to watch a lot of like. Dramas and things like that. They'll sometimes do things for Christmas, but um, whenever they do Christmas, was always like a couple's holiday and not like a family holiday. So I thought oh that was interesting. How like, interesting. like Christmas, Christmas Eve at night is like the prime time to like ask a girl to be your girlfriend or something. <laughs> like it's supposed to be like a night of romance. Um, which kinda weird. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from because I n- never It's warm and cozy. Like <laughs> it's so cold outside. Yeah, you comes- just go ice skating and you fall down and into each other's arms. Uh, and fall <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, like, I feel like Western holidays always become something else when they move over to the east. It's like how um, like Christmas in Japan, like everyone just buys KFC. Oh, like you just like eat a bucket of fried chicken, and that's like how families celebrate. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, that's like a marketing thing that they did. Just like, hey, here's a holiday that you don't celebrate, but Americans celebrate. Here's an American brand. Let's try and like pair them together and start this new tradition. And like, it worked.
1: That's so funny. So funny.
0: Yeah. I would love
1: to do that. I'm going to propose that for our family to do this year. This year? Yes.
0: Ooh, eat natural hot chicken <gasps> for Christmas. <gasps> wow. I'm so down. If anyone else is
1: planning on uh, eating some fried chicken, please take some videos and tag us. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can celebrate together.
0: <laughs> we can video chat. It'll be Ooh, cute. Just everyone
1: mukbang at the same time. Yes. We can go Instagram live together.
0: We could. We can, like, add them to our story. So let
1: us know if you're eating chicken, because we can all celebrate together. It'll be fun.
0: Mm, But speaking of Western things that, like, kind of carried over, but not really into the East, um, I think weddings is one of those things. Oh, yeah. Where it's, like, no one in China... Like, they don't have religious wedding ceremonies the way people do Mm -hmm. in America, but they still... Like, a lot of people still want that aesthetic of, like, getting married in a church in, like, a black suit and white dress. Mm. But at the same time, like, Chinese weddings are so different.
1: Yeah, I think they're more fun. Have you ever been to one? I have not because the only one I was invited to was during my junior year of high school when I still cared about my attendance. Hmm. So I was like, no, I'm gonna stay and study for my SAT. So dad stayed with me too. Sorry, dad.
0: The thing with Chinese weddings, I think especially for me as a Chinese American is that I don't actually know what anything means. If someone tells me to do it, I'll be like, oh, wow, this feels so like traditional and like culturally (laughs) significant, but I don't know what anything means. Like this past um, fall when I was in Taiwan for one of my friend's weddings, um, she was telling me about like all the things that they had to do. There was like a tea ceremony and then there was like um like we had to do firecrackers at some point and then like someone has to like hold apples for someone to touch as they like get out of the car they have to like touch the apples and we're like what <laughs> what does that even mean and it turns out it's just because is like ping so like Peace. Yeah. Yeah. So Apple sounds like peace, and it's just like a peaceful marriage or something. And then there's another part where, like, when you go into the groom's home, you have to like put a pair of pants on the ground or on the door or something as like a thing to like respect the brother. I don't know. It's just like a lot of like really random things I don't understand. Some of these sound like (laughs) urban legends. (laughs) They do.
1: (laughs) Like I feel like. Like I'm sure some of them are like actually tra- Chinese traditions, but at this point, I think even in China, like a lot of traditions are lost, and it's just kind of like a why are we doing this type of thing? But yeah, like, it like still we happens. just do
0: it because we do it, kind of like the something borrow something blue, something yeah. old, something new. Like I feel like no one really knows why we do it. People still just kind of do yeah. it. Yeah, like it's fine. It's whatever. yeah. I will say though. The one element of like a quote unquote traditional Chinese wedding, or it's not even traditional at this point. It's just like modern Chinese weddings <laughs> that I will incorporate is um like the gate crashing, the door crashing games. Is that what they call them? So traditionally, like they have like that thing that the groom carries to like, go like collect the bride.
1: Oh, it's like the chair. That's it's like up. the
0: rickshaw thing, chair thing. Yeah, but it's just like a yeah it's just like a bed it's like a yeah it's just like a bed with four it's like in kung fu panda when they tried to carry poe on the thing (laughs) yeah exactly so traditionally i guess they had to do that and it was like an ordeal to go and collect the bride to become like your bride um so to emulate that in like modern weddings the bridal party will like create a set of obstacles Um, before the groom and the groomsman can reach the bride. So this is like the bridesmaid's job, basically. So usually they'll consist of things like relationship. It's not trivia, I guess, because it's about your relationship. But they'll ask, like, when's your anniversary? What did you do on your first date? Like, what is her favorite flower? And just, like, different questions that the groom is expected to know. And if he doesn't know, he has to, like, give them home ball like red envelopes money like you have to bribe them to let you through if you can't complete the challenges so there's always like a trivial one there's always something that's like a physical challenge like you have to do a lot of (laughs) push-ups or you have to like i don't know carry each other like down the hallway or something i don't know um but they're just like usually like two or three four different challenges that the groom has to be able to complete before he can go and collect his bride the wedding i was at in taiwan the funniest one was that the bride and all the bridesmaids put on lipstick and kiss a piece of paper and then the groom has to guess which like lip mark is the bride (laughs) (laughs) and he actually got it right because apparently the bride she had like like a something on her lip like I don't know if it was like really chapter there was just something that had been bugging her for a while and like she kept oh, picking wow. at it and he remembered so he like looked for like that indentation like on the <gasps> lip marks and he got it right we're all like what the heck I didn't think that was possible Wow. yeah so that's how you be A good husband. You know little things.
1: Those games sound fun to plan, though. I will definitely... You're definitely doing that for your wedding, because I'm going to be in charge of that. Yeah,
0: and it'll be really fun. And that'll be... In my head, that'll be, like, the activity before, like, the first look photo shoot. And then everyone can just take pictures together, because everyone will be there. Everyone will be happy. And then after all of that, everyone can, like, calm down and then do the ceremony. Mm -hmm in my head that's how it's gonna go yo
1: I'm gonna make those challenges real difficult though I'm gonna get some money out of this
0: (laughs) yeah do it I think the groom from that Taiwan wedding still owes us money (laughs) (laughs) we don't have any LaCroix today yeah we're in our parents home so we're the home that we grew up in and what do we have here we have some cider oh we have soy milk (laughs) but yeah talking about Taiwan always makes me kind of hungry so, let's take a break.
1: Welcome back to our episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so speaking of snacks, we're going to keep talking about snacks as we move into our next segment. Things that, that are weirdly, are weirdly cool. popular in China. Okay, we did not rehearse this at all, clearly. Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, so one of my friends, he works for um, Pepsi Frito-Lay. And he was telling me about, like, different flavors of the same snacks that get, like, sent to different countries. Because, like, like, we're used to a certain set of flavors in the States. But then, like, if you go to Canada, you see, like, like well-dressed chips. That's what they're called. Is that a flavor? Yeah. I think well-dressed means that they're... So it's, like, sweet... And a little, like, sour and, like, savory at the same time. I That's don't know how to describe it, but it's really good. So they have well-dressed, and then they have, like, ketchup in Canada. Those mm. are, like, Actually, that sounds big good. flavors. Ketchup chips are so good. But in China... What do we see?
1: Um, I see a lot of cucumber flavored things. Yeah. I don't think I've tried it before.
0: I did. How it was it? It was okay. It reminds me of like, like if you imagine like Cool Ranch Doritos, mm-hmm. but you just like dial it down to like point 0.2. <laughs> That's kind of lame. Like it was kind of nice. Like it was a very light flavor and I feel like a mm. lot of things in China are light flavors. So is like, there? what do they called? They're, the, they're like those soda crackers. That are just, like, like scallion-flavored. Mm. Okay, scallion's a good flavor. Yeah, it is a good flavor. Mm. But it's significantly lighter than, like, yeah. sour cream and onion flavor.
1: Mm. I think even, like, the pungent Chinese flavors are still pretty light. Because I see a lot yeah. of barbecue flavors, All types of barbecue. Yeah, like, not just your regular, like mesquite barbecue or like wood pit barbecue or even just regular barbecue you get yeah. like barbecue chicken barbecue pork pork barbecue
0: squid yeah and it's like and then there's like differ? the cha xiao, like chashu, cha yeah barbecue so that's like sweeter mm. and then there's also i see a lot of like ro. yeah like hong, hong so it's like the braised pork belly flavor like, braised with soy sauce. Wu is just, like, pork belly, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then chao shao is, like, yeah, barbecue. <laughs> Cha shu. Cha shu. Yeah. Cha shu. Yeah. Somehow they're all...
1: They all taste slightly different, though. They
0: really okay. do. Like, the flavor yeah. profiles are very, like,
1: mm, precise. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've had enough of one to be able to think off the top of my head what that one tastes like. But if I have mm-hmm. one barbecue and then another one, I can tell that they're different.
0: Yeah. I feel like also, um, like... Fried Chinese snacks aren't as, like, oily somehow. Mm. Like, they're lighter somehow, even though they're still just, like, chips or, like, Mm. fried puffed things.
1: I feel like they're
0: hollow a lot of times. Yeah,
1: they are. So, like, chips, there's just more air in it. But then, because most of the times when you're snacking, you're just eating... You just want the crunch. Yeah, you want the crunch or you want the mechanics of eating. So, if you're Mm -hmm. eating less stuff, your body doesn't really notice...
0: Um, what other snacks are popular? Seaweed snacks? Oh, those are very good. Also dehydrating. Yeah. Those are
1: so light, though. Like, yeah. I used to have two of those packages. So it's just like these little strips of seaweed. Maybe like... Like dried seaweed strips. Yeah, maybe like one inch by three or four inch is one strip. And then each package yeah. comes with five or six strips. Like strips. Mm-hmm. But then I used to have just two because I wanted to save them. Because you can only get them in China before... But then one time... You can get them anywhere Yeah, now you can get them anywhere. But one time in elementary school, my friend came to school with seven packages. Like, not even ripped apart. Like, she just brought the entire thing. They were all attached to each other. (gasps) I was like, whoa, that changed... Luxury. That changed everything. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I feel like I've also seen the kind now where it's, like, in a package, and then you open the package, and it's just, like like a potato chip bag but inside they're like the seaweed strips inside mm. of a potato chip bag
1: i don't think i've seen that kind but i've I... seen that at
0: the korean supermarket by me that seems like efficient packaging yeah. though chinese snacks just
1: take up so much like there's waste. always so
0: much plastic yeah it's like a very waste heavy like packaging yeah sad i know maybe Good that'll thing. get people to snack less yeah. But their snacks are so good. Mm-hmm. Ooh. There are also like a lot of weird flavors of Oreos in China. Oh. Do you remember? I <laughs> don't want the just. Of my head. I I don't think they're weird per se. They just don't exist in America. Because America already has some like, quote unquote, weird Oreo flavors, which I'm a fan of. Just like cookies and cream Oreos. Like, Oreos are already cookies and cream. Why do you need it to be be more cookie and cream? Okay,
1: the peppermint bark Oreos, though, those are the best things I've ever had. Cookie butter is very good. I don't know. I'm a fan of mint Oreos. Me too.
0: I like like the mint Oreos when they're thinned.
1: Yeah, I like them either way, but I like the red velvet Oreos. Yeah, I I actually really like those.
0: Yeah, Um, but I feel like in China you see a lot of like lighter, fresher filling flavors. mm -hmm. So like lemon or like... That exists in America, though. Mm, They have green tea Oreos. Of course. Can't not. Berries, Neapolitan ice cream... I don't know what that
1: oh, is. Oh, there's a, there's some like
0: Double Delight Oreos oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in
1: China. So there's like the Raspberry Blueberry mix. Oh, yeah. yeah
0: one. Oh, yeah. That's the one I was yeah. looking at. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this one? This one is
1: uh, Grape and Peach. Interesting, Interesting combo. But I feel like that worked because it's like the Muscat grapes,
0: not oh, yeah, yeah, Purple yeah. Grapes. And then they have like the Oreo ice cream things. Oh, I've never had those Yeah. yeah. Now, last time we were in China, I remember going to like the International aisle. To see, like, because in America, when you go to the international aisle, there's, like, Italian food, Thai food, Japanese things, like, different sauces and, like, snacks and stuff like that. But then in China, we went to the international aisle, and it was just, like, Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah, we have
1: Cheetos are considered international, though. Cheetos are good. Yeah. I'm sure from the Chinese perspective, like, American snacks are pretty weird flavors, too, because yeah. it's just multiple varieties of cheese.
0: That's true. Or just kinds. like creamy things like, yeah.
1: Cuz you have like nacho cheese and you have three cheese cheddar cheese, cheddar cheese, jalapeno and, and cheese. And like sour
0: cream and onion is basically cheese. Yeah. And then in China you just have like cucumber, lightly salted, no salt. And then all the different meat ones. Ooh, they also have um like tomato. based flavors like tomato or ketchup Mm, and then like yang rou chuan flavor Uh, like the cumin lamb kebab kebab. yeah Yeah. also a barbecue i feel like chinese snacks in general are lighter and like not as robust in their flavor profile like even like chocolates and things like that they're like not as sweet in china i think i feel
1: like that's how like chinese cuisine kind of is too like not that they're bland but they're just like not as a little more delicate yeah like even though the flavors are there they're more like condensed and it's not as like heavy in a lot of ways because i've heard that said a lot about a lot of like american foods just like in size and quantity and yeah. just the way that it's made it's just very like it's big just, like weighs a way. lot yeah. it's
0: just all the cheese man because <sighs> we can't process the lactose Ooh, ice cream snacks mm. they're also
1: really light so like, i think the one that i remember most fondly is just like a sugar the bar. sugar stick yeah
0: yeah it's literally just like a popsicle that's like, made sugar of sugar water, water. so good though because I I feel like we started eating that a lot because we didn't have, like, a ton of money to splurge on sweets, mm. but then we got that and we're like, this is very good, and then it became all we ate. But there's also, like, those small custardy ice cream desserts that come with a little stick and they have, like, whipped cream on top. Oh, I don't remember these. They're, like, little
1: cups, kind of. I've never had it because they look really fancy and they're kind of expensive. <laughs> oh. Like, expensive when you considering the fact that you can just get the sugar, the sugar sticks. Sugar stick for, like, yeah. two cents. But they're like the very decorative ones I've always been curious Mm. about it I don't know if I'm being descriptive enough That people know what I'm talking about Mm. But there's always like a very pretty design on the outside With lots of like icing And I don't even know But
0: Mm. I've always been curious about it Because there's no way it's as beautiful As it looks on the picture There's no way It's like when you go to an ice cream truck And you get like the Spongebob popsicle And it's missing an eyeball And Mm. its mouth is like on its cheek I got the Bubbles one one time from oh, the ice cream Puff Puff yeah, the Powerpuff Girls one. It was
1: like okay, but I was kind of scared afterwards. Aww. <laughs> I, was, no, I was very uncomfortable with the fact that her pupils are bubblegum bits. Oh, so I was like, You mean are, are you telling me I gotta chew on her pupils? <laughs> and I was like, That's <laughs> disgusting. And I think after that, I didn't trust bubblegum. Oh, and because it was like dark colors, I was like, This is gonna turn my mouth blue. Like, you don't have to eat it. I don't think I did because it was <laughs> creepy. But then I didn't want to take them out because oh, then I have to b- her eye. Yeah, out. and I have to look at it while I'm like look at her pupilless while I'm eating her. my oh, uh,
0: that, like, aw, that just sounds like an all-around uncomfortable experience. Yeah,
1: so I wouldn't recommend buying those types of ice cream those
0: <laughs> ice cream trucks.
1: Moral of the story.
0: Ooh, I really like those little Chinese jelly cups. The oh bodong. yeah.
1: Oh, uh, now when I see that, oh. I think of that video of the guy who made a knife out of it.
0: Oh my god! Can we leave, we should link that yeah, video? Yeah, will link that. It's great. Basically, so just wholesome. makes a
1: knife out of those jellies, but there's a twist at the end that will be infuriating to most people, <laughs> <laughs> and I won't reveal what it it's, is.
0: But... Yeah, it's like a strange scientific ASMR. Yeah. yeah.
1: But also, I'm really hungry now, so I'm gonna go downstairs and. Eat some snacks that my mom just received from a Christmas gift from her coworker.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, a nice Costco snack. Mm, good stuff. Yeah, this is yeah. one of the perks of like being in your childhood home, like your family home. Like moms always have snacks you can eat. Yeah, like some sort of yogurt or like an ice cream sandwich. That's like. F- freezer burned to heck <laughs> yeah, and she'll
1: always let you have it because when you were younger it's like hey you don't deserve that go do your homework but yeah, you come home I'm... it's like oh you're on break you worked so hard i never see you go get fat in front Eat of me everything
0: but yes let's go find a snack yeah
1: thanks for tuning in though uh, we hope you have great celebrations with your families or friends or even by yourself if that's what you're into whatever is whatever way you spend your holidays. Even if that means doing nothing at all, we hope you have an enjoyable time.
0: Yeah, and if it's really cute or really unique, we would love to hear about it. You can email us at um, Chinacoolpod at gmail.com or you can um, just add us on social media, Chinacoolpod on Twitter and also Instagram and also Facebook. Or you can tag us individually. I'm at Lucy. And I'm at Kangaroo Canal
1: on Twitter, or you can find me on Instagram at Taco McBell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We hope you all have a very, very happy holidays. Yeah. And stay warm, stay safe, stay dry, stay happy, stay hungry for knowledge. Yeah.
1: And food <laughs> and
0: snacks. Yeah. So after today's episode, we will have one more very special episode that we will um, release in one week after we release this one. So that should be New Year's Eve, I
1: yeah. believe. Started right about midnight so you can spend the beginning of your 2019 year with us.
0: Yeah. Oh, we should have done something more festive for it, but that's okay. Whatever. Okay. Have a very Merry Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Feliz Navidad. Okay, so I just bought Eva an automatone for Christmas and she won't stop playing it. If you're not familiar with what they look like, you really owe it to yourself to watch some videos because they're freaking adorable. But apparently also annoying! Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, bye, bye, bye. <laughs>